Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who proves you don't have to be a fanatic to be fit, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at a topic that's been in the news and it really is counterintuitive, but it's how diet drinks or non-nutritive sweeteners, your artificial sweeteners, can actually be making you fatter even though they have no calories at all. So if you want to know more about that, check out last week's podcast. This week, I had an interesting question. Um, what is the best form of exercise? And is it cardiovascular exercise or resistance exercise? Which one of those is the most important? And as we get into it, we're going to see that each of them has its own benefits. So it kind of depends on what you need to improve. But my first statement would be that all exercise is good. So so to, to kind of point that out, looking at PubMed, which is a database of scientific studies, there are more than 100,000 studies that show a positive correlation between exercise, and that's just any kind of general exercise, and improved health. And going off of that, if you want improved overall health, you need to do both cardiovascular exercise and resistance exercise. Now, before I go any further, I want to do just a little bit of generalization I've noticed, and this is just observational, there are no scientific studies that back it up that I have looked up, but if you walk into just about any gym and you see a couple walks in, the man goes over to the resistance training area and starts lifting weights, and the woman goes to the cardio area and starts uh, doing cardio, and that's great. Both of those are needed. However, there needs to be a time that the the women go over and start lifting weights and the men go over and start doing cardio. And the two biggest reasons I hear for not, and there's a lot of other reasons, and the women are like, well, I don't want to get really big muscles. You're not going to get really big muscles. And the men say, well, if you do cardio, it makes your muscles shrink. No, it does not make your muscles shrink. It might make your fat shrink a little bit, but we'll get into that a little bit later. It's generally accepted that exercise, just exercise in general, contributes to the decrease or lack of exercise, contributes to the increase of 40 different diseases, including five cancers, diabetes, just general overall stiffness, your lack of immunity, premature aging, constipation, ED, depression, and death. Now, some of these you'd think, well, it's just, you know, you, you think you feel better. But they have gotten now to the point they can measure your genetic age and they, they can measure the effect of, it's like 179 different genes that are affected by your exercise. Matter of fact, they did a six-month investigation where the people did resistance training or weightlifting. The average age of the people was 68 years old and they measured their gene expression and in the six months the gene expression was reversed to where the average age genetically of the people was 24 years old. So if you're looking for a fountain of youth, it seems like exercise is really close to the fountain of youth. Well, since that study involved resistance training, let's just talk a little bit about resistance training. As you age, after age 30, you lose 3 to 8% of your muscle mass every decade. 
then after you pass age 50, you lose 5 to 10% of your muscle mass every decade. Now, the big problem with this is when it comes to your body, your muscles are the things that are the most active. Well, other than your brain. But the muscles are the, the things that are metabolically active. They're the ones that eat. They take the glucose out of your bloodstream. They take the fat out of your bloodstream. They, they're metabolically active. They help you to burn calories and increase your resting metabolic rate. And, and that means about a pound of muscle will burn about 10 kilocalories per day. So one pound of muscle will, would burn the equivalent of a pound of fat every year. So if you lost five pounds of muscle and you continue to eat the same amount every year, you'd gain five pounds of fat. So that's very metabolically significant. And people wonder, well, what can you do about it? All you have to do is apply some resistance training and the muscle will start to come back. It has been proven that muscle loss can be reversed into the 10th decade. So they're taking 100 year olds and they're giving them resistance training and it is showing significant increases in muscle mass up to, I mean, over age 100. And actually studies have found that resistance training gives you a similar percentage increase in muscle mass for people between the ages of 20 and 80. So if you do the work, then you end up getting the increases regardless of age. So that's really good news for those of us that are over 20 and we're starting to lose muscle mass that you can gain that muscle mass back. Now, while we're talking about metabolism and resistance training, for three days following a bout of weightlifting, you increase your metabolism by about 5 to 9%, which is an average of 100 calories per day. You think about it, that's 100 calories a day for three days. That is almost one and a half Krispy Kreme donuts that you're going to burn just on as an extra, as an added benefit for doing a weightlifting exercise. Now, that's not the calories you burned when you were actually exercising. That's the calories that your body burns uh, fixing your muscles back because there's some micro trauma involved there and putting everything back in order like it's supposed to be, which is a really significant amount of uh, energy. It's actually significant enough that in a study, the amount of weight gained by postmenopausal women was 30% less if they participated in resistance training than those that did not participate in resistance training. And speaking of postmenopausal women, it's estimated that 30% of postmenopausal women will have a fracture due to osteoporosis. But resistance training increases your bone mineral density by 1% to 3% per year. And that's what it's found in most studies. There were a few studies that were um, probably less significant that showed that there was no increase. And actually, if you want to look at it from, if you're not a postmenopausal woman, young men increased bone mineral density 2.7 to 7.7% per year. So the more you can increase your bone mineral density, the less chance you have of having uh, osteoporotic uh, fracture. Resistance training has also been shown to increase your self-esteem 
uh, 10 weeks of resistance training in a group of clinically depressed older adults. After 10 weeks of resistance training, 80% of the people in the study no longer were classified as clinically depressed. And to show it's never too late, there was a study that the average age was 89. They did 14 weeks of resistance training and 60 per, they increased their strength by 60%. They added four pounds of muscle and had a 14% improvement in their independence, in their activities of daily living. Finally, resistance training reduces your resting blood pressure by about five points. It increases your healthy density lipoproteins up to 21%. It lowers your lousy density lipoproteins up to 23% and lowers your triglycerides by up to 18%. And a lot of people are going, wait a minute, those are the kind of things that I always thought cardio was for. So does that mean if we just do a lot of resistance training, we don't need to do any cardio training, that, that endurance training is not necessary? Well, we're out of time for this week, so you'll have to tune in next week to find out why cardio or endurance training is important and how you can make a combination of the two to where you will have greater overall health and a lower chance of dying. And a decreased overall chance of dying should make your fitness just a little bit funner until we see you again next week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner. <laughs>